listening to the podcast, just a heads up before it gets started. What you're about to hear is an immediate debrief from a situation that I felt was so significant and important that I started recording into my phone while I was driving home on the freeway. So this entire episode is audio only and the audio quality sounds like I'm driving in a car because I was. So I jump right into it. There is no introduction other than this. Enjoy. It is here and it is now. Okay, so talking about what just happened, leaving where everything was talked about, including why did compliance happen? Because we were already doing it. We were already distanced. It wasn't just six feet. We were already wearing masks. They just weren't over our faces in the material sense. We were already afraid of each other and isolated. We just didn't call it social distancing. We were already walled up and living inside our own prisons. We just didn't call it quarantine. They took something that was conditioned inside the mind. It began there and it happened so slowly over time, nobody noticed. And then when it manifested into the physical, that was our test to see if the mind control had worked And I would say from what I saw, eight times out of 10, it did. If you would have gone back to 2019 and told me what was about to happen, I would have never believed you, especially in this country, especially in America. I would say no way we'd be in the streets ever. There would be war. We would be rioting, protesting. No, there was mass compliance. People stayed indoors. People were subjected to a bioengineering experiment that is still killing people to this day. People lost their livelihoods, lost their homes. Families were torn apart, not because of anything anyone did, but because of the talking head on the fucking television that had already invaded every home. And what happened? The fear got out and told everyone to stay inside, and then the talk box did the rest, and everybody became hypnotized. That's what happened. But in order for that type of hypnosis to work, because one wonders, how the fuck could people have fallen for that shit? They were already primed. This whole system that we live in is inhumane at its core. That's why it seems like you almost have to shut your heart off and be a sociopath just to fucking tolerate it. It's probably why addictions are so fucking rampant, but it is. We were already being groomed in the mind, in the spirit, in the philosophies, in the beliefs, in the culture, things that you can't physically see, but that become our own operating system, become our mind, shapes it. And then all of a sudden when it manifests physically, it's a shock and it didn't work on everybody, but it worked on most people. It's three years later. There are still people lining up for those experimental shots There are still people that believe the lies that even the liars have even now admitted were lies, or at least they just said, oops, not true. There are still people that have all the evidence in front of their faces and they won't even question it. There are still people who wear face masks inside of their car by themselves. Three years later, three years later, the entire global economy was shut down. All of our elements were assaulted agriculture, farmlands, everything, jobs, people's psychology. I mean, the highest rate of suicide throughout that and still is age 10 to 14. Why do you think that is? What were those kids exposed to? They were removed from connection. They were removed from socialization at one of the most crucial ages. And they were put in front of screens. That is a killing of the mind. So their response being suicide is simply them making their outsides, their material match their insides. And that's the same concept of what happened with the compliance and the tyrannical laws. All they did was make the outsides match the insides. And I don't even know if they knew if it would work, but you know, event 201 and even before that, they were running exercises of how to cover all their bases, how to make it happen. It was well planned out. And even that information's out and in the public. And you can even tell people and they look at you with a blank stare. 
Why is that? Well, people have been primed in other ways to not ask questions, to not rock the boat, to just do anything to try to find the illusion of safety and stability in a world that isn't natural. The reason why people feel anxious and unstable, well, you live in a fucking scary, unstable world. It's not natural. There are no safety nets. People aren't working together. I mean, in small, small groups they are. And I'm coming from one of those groups now. And I'm recording this on my phone as I drive on the interstate two and a half hours back home. Because I want to make sure I get all this shit out. So this might be a podcast. I don't know. Hopefully your attention span can hold on. But moving forward, the compliance and this whole mass psychosis people have been talking about and questioning being like, what the fuck happened? It was already there. That's why it worked. We're just so used to only recognizing things that we can see with our eyes. We didn't see it before, but it was already there. And that's who it fucking worked on. And a lot of the people that it didn't work on, I mean, we're, we were already the outcasts in society, or we were already the ones that were accused of being paranoid or conspiracy theorists, or, you know, maybe some of us were lucky that we have trust issues and trauma to the extent that we do because we do not trust authority and we do not trust you know fucking shit that doesn't sit right we've learned to trust our gut because if we wouldn't have picked up that survival instinct we would not still be alive but not everybody has had to develop that so moving forward moving forward now as i cross this bridge we all start talking right not going to say who, not going to say where, but everything was discussed. Everything from medicine, alternative medicine, of course, you know, the vaccines, uh, their side effects, you know, can people be helped? Can they not be? Uh, The CBDC, uh, the central banks, the system, you know, everybody, ultimately it all boiled down to one question that everyone had. And this is the question that I ask myself every fucking day. And this is what everybody is, is on their mind, whether you live in a city or you're even on a homestead on some land, but you're like, yo, I still, you know, regardless of what happens, I still have the IRS and the government wanting, you know, property tax or mortgage or, you know, regulating my sales of the stuff I grow on my land. You know, it's there's you're still not completely out of the fucking woods. And that's true. There is a stronghold on this planet that seems to know no bounds, but I think that we might have stumbled across a solution. So bear with me and chew on this because I think this is another example of the medicine being in the poison, the medicine being in the shadow. So here's the deal. It all boiled down to everybody asking the same question. How do we ultimately truly get free? Because with what's going on right now, it is July of 2023, phase one of FedNow, the CBDC in the United States has been launched. This is also a worldwide thing. It's just called different things in different countries, but everything with currency is changing. Everything is moving to digital. And I don't mean just your credit card. This is a lot fucking different. Uh, I'm not going to get into it any further on this podcast, but um, look into it if you don't know or ask, I guess, and I could do another episode, but that's all happening. So we're all like, you know, what are we going to do? And everybody has different ideas. Like some people just think we need to completely demonetize ourselves and have separate parallel economies that operate entirely out of the system. And we work on a barter system and it's like, yes, but what do you do about that? Still that lingering piece of the fact that the government, AKA the central banks still own all the land illegitimately. We didn't fucking consent to that, but that's, you know, what it is. And who is there to enforce their shit? Uh, Well, militaries, you know, whether private or ones out in the open. And also the fact that we have somehow all consented to a system where we have agreed that paper money means something or digital money means something and they have control over all of it. And if you want things that will save your life, like food, water, shelter, medicine, yada, yada, whatever, um, you need that and they can take that from you. So... Those are the ways they control you. Also, they can put you in prison, too. They can just come and put you in a fucking box. So so that's, you know, that's kind of the, the last thing that everyone's faced with is, yes, we can completely detach, but they still own the ground that we walk on. And if we don't pay them in whatever currency they want, 
they can, you know, I mean, they can fuck it. I mean, look at, look at examples like Waco. They can just kill you. Uh, there is no sovereignty. Uh, they own this shit. So that is the system. And some people might have different thoughts about, you know, oh, just accept it, whatever. But, you know, those of us that fucking are living not just for us, there are future generations, there are children on this planet, and there are still children that haven't been born yet that are going to come through. And their future and their life, and whether or not they are a complete slave living in full-blown dystopia worse than anything we can imagine, all hangs on what we do and do not do. So in some ways, especially in the spiritual context, there is a lot of benefit to the attitude of going with the flow, like trusting in a higher power, but that's not what we're talking about. And one of my friends said this tonight about how we can't just go along with this shit and just be like, oh, whatever, like it won't happen in my lifetime or, oh, whatever, nothing we can do about it. He said this to me. He said, uh, he said only dead fish go with the flow. So just get that little visual of, you know, what kind of thing just kind of just glides along in the current lifelessly. Something that's not even alive. Because even the fish that are going with the current, they're still fucking swimming. You know, whatever. So I'll share that piece. But so we get to that. We get to that. What do we do? And then this was something that was brought up earlier. And this is something that's been on my mind a lot. And I shared this with my friend. And I was like, you know, because I used to post a lot about the problems that were going on, the tyranny, the corruption, the, oh, look at this, look at that, look at what they're doing. And I stepped back from all, you know, internet stuff, social media shit. I took a break for about six weeks because uh, it was making me nuts. I even canceled shows that I was supposed to perform in. Like, I, I canceled everything except the fucking job I got to show up to to fucking pay the rent. Um, <laughs> you know, still in the system. But uh, when I did that, something changed. I no longer had the desire to go after that. It's like, we already know. We already know. We've been awake to this shit for a long time. Not everybody, but, like, I already fucking know. The people I talk to, we already know. What are we going to do about it? What's the solution? Because if we stay in the fucking problem we just rot. I mean, it's, it's useless. So for some reason I felt more called to come at it from a different angle and not even like with the intention of still addressing this shit, but what I saw a great need for within myself and others. But of course it all starts within, right? Like anybody who's heard the story of the wounded healer, Chiron, or just basic shit, like put your own air mask on first before you put on someone else's. Um, I recognized the need for healing for, from, from trauma, right? Or from whatever is disturbing you that we seek for outside stuff to, to make us feel better. But whatever, whatever you're going through, you know what I mean? Everybody's got a hang up. Everyone's got something. And it's like what I'm seeing on a mass scale is a crisis of connection. And the 2020 bullshit, absolutely, you know, 10x all that, 100%. I mean, I mean, fucking, you know, Japan's holding smiling classes to try to get its citizens to learn how to do that shit again. You know, the thing you learn when you're a baby, um, naturally, I get like, I mean, fuck. So, you know, I just noticed that. I noticed that, and I noticed it within myself. And I noticed, um, and this happened also when some new relationships and new people came into my life, one in particular, where I really saw how much I have been sabotaging my life, my success, my vitality, my happiness so much for years because I have been so closed off to people. I haven't even been allowing myself to have genuine connections. I move around, whether it's the country or just in general areas so much that I might know a lot of people, but do they really know me? No. Do I really know them? No. I mean, I don't stay in the same area long enough to form any kind of connection of any kind of meaning. And I notice that in myself and I'm like, whoa, uh, holy shit. I am generating my own misery here. Like there's nobody to blame for that shit, but me, which is perfect. That is a perfect place to be when it's your fault. Right? Cause guess what? Guess what? I have control over my fucking behavior. I don't have control over anyone else's. So I love it when it's my problem, when it's my fault, you know, cause I can correct it. That's, that's great. That's amazing news. I don't know why people run from being at fault from shit. It's like, that's, that's the easiest problem you could have. Cause the solution is in your control. I mean, that's the only time the solutions in your control. So 
that was amazing to see that and to see it on several levels. And I've written extensively about connection, the actual meaning of life, waking up from the lies from the system that even I drank the Kool-Aid on of, you know, don't prioritize family, don't prioritize connection, don't allow anyone into your life if they're not, you know, on the same frequency and fully healed and checks all the boxes. Like, have we seen the world? Dude, people are a fucking mess. And like, also I look at myself too, my God, I've got my own issues. Like, what is this attitude of like, man, if you're not fucking, if you don't fucking have all your shit together and you bring me any kind of drama, fuck you, cut off, bye. It's like, I've lived that way for a long time. And what are we, what are we told to do that for? We are told to sacrifice that kind of stuff, even motherhood, even marriage, even, you know, families, uh, depending on where you grew up and how you grew up. I know that a lot of people out here in the South, uh, were not raised like that. I'm not from the South. Um, I grew up in a different part of the country where that is the messaging and that is what you're told when you're young folk you know, everything's always about money, career, external shit, blah, 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 shit. That means fucking nothing. And it finally hit me. That hit me too. I've written a lot about that on my Substack, which is memento mori alchemy.substack.com. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, I'll probably link it with this episode if I remember, but anyway, so I've written a lot about that. Cause I, I was starting to have some, you know, worldly success, even with music. And normally you would expect that to make you happy, but it didn't because I was like, Oh wow, I don't have any meaningful relationships to share the success with or the happiness with. Like I might know a lot of people. I might, there might be a lot of people that are, you know, I guess friends, but are those, of depth. No, they're not. Um, and I also realized that I allowed myself to stay really walled off because I, you know, I am somebody who has lost a lot of people to actual death, like physical death. And I just kind of never opened back up. You know, once enough of them started to go, I was just like, fuck this, you know, and I just kind of left, took off, left, moved across the country by myself. Bye. So and then when I moved, I never focused on building really community. I just was bouncing around everywhere. And then here's the other piece that we all talked about. So we talked about, you know, this, this is all starting in the mind. So the problem was, was infected in the mind, but this, but the solution is there too. I think we might have this shit backwards. So connection is really what we all need. And, uh, hang on. I'm driving through weird traffic right now. I'll probably edit this out, but um, connections, what we all need. When, when one of my friends brought up that, uh, over in, uh, some orphanages in China, they never touched the babies, right? They never touched them unless it was absolutely necessary. Like maybe to like change a diaper or something. But other than that, they were never given touch. And what started happening real fast, the babies were allegedly in good health, according to the standards of, you know, allopathic medicine, but they all started dying because they weren't getting connection. So that spirit knew that whatever body it was inhabiting was not a safe vehicle because it wasn't getting that main ingredient that people literally die when they don't have. And what he said was, and this is a person who has been alive longer than me. It's like, I know this person knows what they're talking about and I can attest to the same thing in my own life and what I see in other people's lives. Um, that need doesn't go away. It doesn't because, you know, people brought up, you know, trauma and because, you know, we were talking about connection. Okay, well, how do we how do we get ourselves to build a true society that's functioning? Because, you know, the common complaints are people are so overwhelmed. They can't see past the tip of their nose. They're caught up in the stress of a nine to five. And how are they going to pay their bills and how are they going to feed their kids? And, you know, personal dramas and personal traumas and everyone's just collapsing into themselves and so focused on themselves and their own misery and so isolated and individualistic that there isn't any connection. And if people even try to reach out for help, everyone's so burdened by their own shit that they, nobody gives a fuck. And that's really toxic. So then people start noticing that and then they just stop reaching out entirely. And that's when you get problems of suicide, especially. Um, that's also when people are more, way more likely to turn to drugs. And I'll attest to that right now. I'll say that I got 13 and a half years sober. Something that a woman told me a little bit earlier on in my sobriety was that connection was the antidote to addiction. And she was telling me that because I was going through a phase where I 
wanted to isolate. I didn't really feel like being around people. I didn't want to be around the recovery community. I was just kind of like, fuck everyone. Like I was just going through my own shit. It didn't have anything to do with anybody else, but she was like, no, you have to keep showing up. And that this, this is why like you need that connection. Like your mental health is going to go to shit which affects your physical health and which makes you a huge risk for relapse or suicide or any, you know, whatever, but death. And she was right. And that, that has never not been the case. I have lived a lot of my life on my own and that has a shelf life. You can do it for a little bit. You might even be able to do it for a fucking decade, but anybody who's had to do that, you already know what that feels like, you know, and the type of coping skills you have to adopt just to be able to tolerate how brutal life is <clears throat> when you're completely alone. I mean, it's, it's just fucking, it's a, it's a nightmare. So no, that's not possible. You can be in survival mode that way, but you're not going to thrive. You're certainly not going to get out of the fucking system like that. No way. You can't even fucking think straight. You know, your brain is always in fight or flight. You can't think straight. And we need people that can fucking think clearly right now. So, and the system is designed to keep everybody's brain fogged and medicated and short-circuited and distracted and, you know, dumbed down through every which way. But there's, of course, a way out of it. So, so that came up, right? The, the, the number one thing of people being like, well, I don't know what to do because how are we going to have any kind of a revolution if nobody's paying attention? And then it was brought up, well, no revolution has ever started with everybody getting on board at the same time. Usually it's about 3% of a population. And then when the rest of society that is normally too scared to do something like that sees that what that 3% is doing is working, then before you fucking know it, everybody's on board and you do have a full-scale revolution. Um, and that's, I mean, we saw that happen in the reverse, right? Like who were the people that were pumping in all the fear and, and propaganda into the masses, into the billions, very few people, but they just had country, you know, but they had a loud voice and people saw that and then everyone started following. And then once people started following, then everyone really fucking started following. And then everything became a fucking hashtag and a trend and a virtue signal. You already know you've lived through it. So, um, so, so we were at this point now and he says, you know, you only need 3%. And then we're like, and it doesn't, it doesn't even need to be an armed revolution. And that really wouldn't work anyway. I mean, like we have a, a, a government and banking cartels with, technology that literally manipulates the fucking weather you know what i mean like they don't i mean they could shut down the grid they could fucking blow you to pieces i mean you cannot take them on in the physical realm they have dominion over that but in the spiritual realm we still even though it doesn't seem like it we still have agency over our own fucking spirits dude we do we do um that that is not owned by the government so, and it's not owned by banking cartels and it's not owned by fucking, you know, really corrupted bloodlines that are behind the scenes, fucking whatever. Again, very small portion of people that are doing the evil. Okay. Well, where's the medicine in that poison for us? Same fucking rule applies to us. Same rule. It does not, it doesn't take everyone. It, it, it's only just going to be a little bit to start. And then we talked about you know, this really is a battle of the spirit and in the minds because all of this happened because everybody was groomed for the compliance of tyranny mentally before it even happened physically. So if we want a world, if we want a world that is human centered and be real careful with what I'm saying right now, I am not on here like advocating for fucking communism okay i'm not even advocating for a government system at all if we want something that is not anti-human uh if we want something where it's like all the people because we said this everybody has trauma everyone has trauma and everyone's suffering right now and everybody nodded the heads Every, everyone relates everyone relates and i see it every fucking day and everybody i interact with even strangers and i see it in myself so all this is going down and we're like, okay, well, if we can switch to, cause we all like, we all still do need each other. 
okay, if we're all going through hella shit, why don't we fucking get through it together? Like, that's, that's it. I know it's easier said than done, but it can be done. It's not impossible. Like, get through it together. We can all heal together. And that's where my social media hiatus took me. It shifted my focus from talking about the government or big pharma or banking cartels or whatever. And it shifted it to talking about healing and connection and community and spirituality and shadow work and, you know, trauma and trauma recovery, you know, and and just all that kind of stuff. And then I realized that's probably going to be the answer to any of this shit if there is one, because how can we all expect to have a resistance if we are not even resilient as individuals, let alone together. I mean, like, we're so fucking hardwired and riled up and in fight or flight that most of the time people aren't even fucking getting along. Like, it's crazy, but it's real. And that's because we all have wars inside of ourselves. And what are we all for each other? Mirrors. If we don't recognize the war inside ourselves and we're looking at the people closest to us and they're reflecting that back at us, what are we going to do? We're going to attack the reflection in the mirror. Who's the reflection in the mirror? The other fucking person. So if you're wondering why you have problems with interpersonal relationships, join the club. That's why. It's because we all mirror each other's shit. That's what we're doing. And then we attack what we see. So that would take me on a tangent about, you know, the power of compassion and how that's fucking hugely changed my life. And that's a whole, I mean, that could be a whole nother podcast right there and it should be. But, um, what I have noticed is that, uh, I've been given the grace of having compassion for people in situations that I would normally have completely abandoned them and cut them off. And I'm really glad that I was given that grace. I say grace cause I don't know where it came from. All of a sudden I felt my heart be filled with a peace and a stillness when all throughout my life in that same scenario, it was filled with rage and I didn't fucking do that. It just literally came over me. And that has happened several times in the last few months. And so, and yes, I am a person that believes and yes, I am a person that prays and yes, I am a person that, you know, has spiritual practices and meditates. Um, I won't get into specifics, at least not on this right now because I'm not trying to turn anybody off or, you know, whatever. It's like, it's, it's something's going on. You I can't deny that something's going on. Cause that, that's not normal behavior for me, especially when I'm hurt or I'm triggered and my PTSD is fucking sending my brain into fight or flight. All of a sudden I washed over with this beautiful, still peace. And all of a sudden I look at the other person in total compassion and human understanding. And I just see them as someone who's suffering and not, they're not even doing that shit to me. And then I see myself in them. That's where the mirror can actually be a good thing. And instead of wanting to attack what I see in the mirror, I understand what I see in the mirror because how many times have I been that person more than I can count. So I know exactly what they're going through. And even though their behavior is destructive and harmful, I've done the same thing. And it's like, you're either controlled and hijacked by it and don't know what you're doing or you might know what you're doing, but you're in so much shame around it. And it's become such a habit over life that you actually are out of control and you don't know how to stop doing it, which thereby makes it worse. And it's a, you know, vicious cycle. So it's like, all right, well, you know, I, so I've shown the people compassion that I've dealt with like this and it completely transformed both of our lives. And the situation is, you know, unbelievably it's night and fucking day. I mean, if I would have told anybody about the situation, you know, a couple months ago, the one of them I'm thinking of in particular, they'd be like, fuck that person, cut that person off, da 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 you know, the whole thing that you always hear, which I think is actually really toxic, unless you're legitimately, like, being abused, I'm not talking about, like, I'm, I'm not, you know what I mean, I'm not, there are some situations where, yes, get away, but, like, I'm not talking about severe situations, I'm not talking about abuse, um, I'm not talking about that. So let's just be clear with that. But people can still hurt you and be very harmful, but it's not like a situation where, you know, that you like, you know what I'm saying? I hope you do. I'm not telling somebody to stay with an abuser ever, ever. Um, And I even got distance from the situation and allowed the divine, the most high to fucking, you know, work in my life. And that power wound up working in the other people's lives, other person's life, unbelievably. 
and I would have never even imagined that there would be a transformation to the degree in, 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 in all parties involved that I've seen. I would have never imagined it, and if you would have told anybody about it, well, not anybody, but maybe 90% of people, they would have been like, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, you don't need that, you don't need that, just this attitude of, like, if any person fucking doesn't act right for, like, 10 fucking seconds, throw them away and into the discard, like, I don't know when that became a trend, but it is, and, you know, again, in, in, in some situations that's necessary, but in most of them it is not it just depends, you know, but I'm not going to get into specifics, but I have seen actual miracles fucking happen that even I did not expect to happen. At, not even close. I would have never guessed it. I was just like, fuck it, whatever. But, but it happened and it wasn't because of anything I did. Um, so, so we, so healing together is possible. I've seen it on a very, very micro, micro, microcosm and I've seen it in recovery. It is possible. It is possible. So why don't we all do this? And I'm starting to see this conversation. And that was kind of where I was going with this, you know, new change in my own mentality of, you know, really what needs to happen is, is healing. We need to stop being afraid of each other and start opening up to each other because everybody that I talk to, they're all individuals. These are all one-on-one -on -one conversations. Nobody is even connected to each other half the time. And everyone is going through the same feelings, same or eerily similar scenarios. Uh, I mean, same emotions, same darkness, like everyone's going through it. And, you know, they'll, they'll disclose it to me in confidence and I'll disclose it to certain people in confidence as well. But I'm like, dude, if everybody fucking knew that everyone was going through the same shit or had the same feelings or fears or concerns or difficulties or struggles as opposed to just always being like nah the only face I'm gonna show the public is the really shiny one that we're told is acceptable to show like we would have a fucking revolution overnight and it would not be a violent one not at all you can't control people who are connected and people who are in the frequency of love you cannot control people that are in the frequency of clarity and collaboration you can't so already the chains are off if you're in a if you're in a scenario like that. All fucking ready. Already. Because it is unbelievable what people can do when they come together. So that is hope. That right there. I mean, we were shown how bad things can get when we are separated. It literally was shoved in our face. It could not have been any more fucking clear. So the solution is literally like the opposite but it's reflected in the problem, if that makes sense. So we all talked about that and it just really got down to like, yeah, we have all like all the fucking tyranny aside, all the crazy worldly stuff aside, all the financial stuff, the how do we get out of the system, the matrix stuff, all of that aside, what it all came down to was what does everybody really need and what is everyone really struggling with connection and what is everyone really struggling with? Unresolved hurts and isolation and traumas. Everybody. So that's the first fucking step because if anybody wants to, you know, somebody used the, I'd have to look into this, but someone used an example of like the Free State Project, which is going on in New Hampshire. Again, I have not looked into it. So this was just brought up in conversation, but there's enough people and they're going the route of, of government. You know, some people agree, some people disagree. I'm not really sure how I feel about it, but the people in that area allegedly are going the route of just filling the local government with like, such like-minded people that these, you know, poisonous uh, overlords can't fucking get into it. Can they do it on the federal level? No, but can they do it at least for that area? Yeah. Is it a risk? Yeah. But isn't it a risk to not do anything? That's a guaranteed end game to not do anything. So that's an example of, of like-minded people coming together with a shared philosophy and a shared vision. That's, and, and then they're able to work together. You know what I mean? So that was one example. That's a very, very small amount of people, man. It really is. But they're actually, you know, allegedly doing that. So, I, again, I'd have to look into that project. I don't know. Um, 
but I have seen this on smaller scales. Like if I look at people that, um, let's say they all live on the same property together, they've all gotten out of the system. Uh, they've found ways to, you know, either make money away from the system or they might not even have a need for it because they found ways together to provide their own food, their own water, their own shelter, their own medical, their own community, their own connection, their own energy even in a lot of cases. That's all fucking, I mean, you guys realize that we were all living like that before, I don't know, maybe like 200 fucking years ago. Like this system that we live in right now is fucking new. I mean, we're some of the first people that have like lived in environments where our bare feet never touch the fucking soil of the earth, which I could go off on another tangent about. Um, that is, <laughs> I mean, everything in our environment is like synthetic and it's, it, I mean, and then, then we got into the whole thing of, you know, all, everything about us is, is connected. We're not like a fucking Toyota where it's like, okay, that part needs this fuel. This part needs that. Da, 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 no, like e literally everything is connected energetically. Quantum physics proves, has already proven that. But if you've like, you know, I don't know, paid attention in your life or maybe took some psychedelics once or twice, like you've seen it, you know, I've fucking seen it. So everything is connected. Our whole system, our whole system. Cause one of the questions that I had, and this is what I'm seeing is, you know, how do I, you know, learn the skill of healing, not just on the emotional body, but also the physical, like people with ailments, people with medical problems that are being poisoned by big pharma, being given the runaround, uh, being given completely medically negligent care um, because the insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies control medicine. Like the doctors have, even if they wanted to fucking give you what you needed, because of how many barriers they have in even practicing medicine, they fucking can't. They straight up can't. I've talked to doctors, they've told me this. And I see it with my own fucking eyes. Like this is, everything is business. It is not centered around humanity at all. Everything is just money for the few. And then it is marketed as some other bullshit to get the rest of us to comply with it. Um, and if the marketing doesn't work on you, the hopelessness does. And you just kind of crumble cause you're overwhelmed and you're like, I can only fucking figure out how to, you know, how am I going to get food on the table for the next fucking day? I don't know. I've certainly been there a lot. So so that's kind of how, Jesus. So I was looking into that and I've been looking into things like, uh, alternative medicine, um, herbalism, Ayurvedic medicine, uh, you know, a lot of different shit. Cause I know that allopathic medicine, you know, unless you like have like a blunt force injury, like a broken leg or something, you need like a cast set or whatever. But for most of the shit people are going through, like there are much better ways that aren't going to break your bank or deny you care entirely because you don't have any money or insurance or, you know, wind up giving you pills that create, you know, they might treat one symptom that's plaguing you, but they're going to give you 15 more side effects that make you in a position where you're even more fucked up down the road. I've lived that personally. And then what, what's their solution? They just give you even more drugs. To, it's like playing whack-a-mole, but with every new fucking drug comes at more side effects that are really fucked up. And if you take that shit long-term, let me disclaimer, if you're on psychiatric medication, do not stop taking your meds. As somebody who has been on psychiatric medication and gotten off of it, and somebody who has been on street drugs like heroin and methadone and gotten off of that shit, which is brutal, let me tell you something. Whatever is in those pharmaceutical drugs, the, those things are even more addictive physiologically than fucking heroin, in my opinion. At least heroin gets out of your fucking system in a few days. But um, not, I mean, trying to detox from an antidepressant, if you cold turkey off of that, oh my God, you are out of your fucking mind. And if you do that too abruptly without a proper taper and proper... Uh, alternative methods in place to help you treat whatever problem you were seeking with the pill in the first place, you're going to, I mean, you, you go nuts. It's, it's horrible. And the side effects from withdrawal from psych meds, the doctors won't tell you this because they don't fucking know because they're not in the business or in the practice 
of getting you off of medication. They're in the practice of writing prescriptions. So, yeah, uh, they don't even know this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I found out the hard way. Yeah, withdrawal from psych meds is way worse than withdrawal from anything I've ever fucking detoxed from on the street, which is almost everything out there. And uh, you can totally do it, but you have to be really careful and you've got to be in the right space and you've got to go unbelievably slow, way slower than the doctors tell you. And you've got to have other things in place to help you elevate your health, uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually. So that is something to be done with great caution and great care. It's not your fault. It's though I don't know what's in that shit, but uh, it really fucks you up bad. And you know, some people are able to bounce back in like a month, and some people it takes them years. But can you recover? Yes, I've done it. I've done it from the shit on the street, and I've done it from the shit from the pharmacy that was prescribed to me. Okay, so. Um, I'm, but that's also why I say if you're listening to this and this is maybe like making you feel like, oh my God, I need to get off, off of all of my meds. Please don't, don't do that. Like you need a plan. You do not, do not ever just cold turkey stop taking that shit because we don't know what's in it, but whatever is in it creates a very dangerous and life threatening re reaction if you just immediately stop it. So that's just me saying, please don't make any impulsive decisions and be very, very careful and find a doctor that is not a pharma shill. Find somebody that is very experienced in, you know, helping people transition into a medication-free life, if that's what you even want. Dude, if you're in a position where you need those, where you feel like you need those drugs and they're helping you and you have no bad side effects, disregard what I'm saying entirely because I'm not even talking about people in your situation. Um, I am only referring to the unbelievable amounts of people that are suffering tremendously from them but feel trapped because they don't know what else to do and the people in the white coats that are supposed to be there to tell you how to manage your fucking health are are fucking you know they're most of them are bought and paid for or they're just ignorant i mean a lot of them really don't fucking know like these are people that you know, there are really good doctors out there, but a lot of them too just went through medical school and practiced eight to 10 years of repeat after me. Who do you think owns fucking medicine? Find out. Fucking Rockefeller family bought that shit out. Pharmacy. Look at who sits on the uh, admission boards of medical schools. Tell me how many pharmaceutical reps or people who work for pharmaceutical companies sit on those fucking admissions boards. You think someone like me could apply? Like, fucking, I, I mean, I got the fucking, uh, ability to fucking write a real nice, you know, application letter. I've fucking been college educated. I have fucking good shit on paper, but are you shitting me? No, <laughs> I wouldn't be caught dead going into that fucking system. Not that direction, a different direction of healing and, and true medicine. Yes. But anyways, that's another trend. That's, that's a completely different tangent. So I'm going to bring it back to what we were talking about, which basically was, I mean, a lot of amazing stuff happened. Like I met people that uh, are growing, I mean, I'm not, I don't even know if I should say what the fuck it is. It's not even anything bad, but anything that's good for you, the government, the media, the social media, uh, FDA, they're gonna try to shut it down. Why do you think raw milk is a fucking felony? Like, that's nuts. But like, cigarettes and alcohol are legal. Like, what the fuck? Um, it's, it's wild, but I met some people that make a certain oil and tincture uh, and the, the process of the way the individual broke it down was, was blew my mind. I mean, their story is unbelievable, but they're using comfrey to heal a lot of ailments. And I was looking for people like that. And I'm also looking to be able to do something like that myself because what's going on in the world, we are already having medication shortages. We already have a broken medical system. It's a fucking joke. I would rather go back to jail than go to a fucking hospital. Like it's a nightmare. I actually had to go to a hospital recently and all the nurses were on fucking TikTok and they might as well have been the staff from fucking like Outback Steakhouse. No shade. I used to be a waitress there, but I'm just saying like that type of like blase mentality in a fucking emergency room is not appropriate. 
Um, and that's what we've got. I mean, I think I had another episode. No, I didn't. I wrote on Memento Mori Alchemy about my ER experience where some fucking person just wheeled in a talking machine to do my intake. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? So, you know, uh, between the broken system and the fact that we can't rely on the people who make alleged medicines and we also can't even depend on the supply chain because we've all seen shortages that just happen overnight that I personally believe are manufactured, but that really doesn't make a difference, does it? If they're not there, they're not there. But, you know, natural medicine, you can grow that shit out of the ground. It's already here and it doesn't cost any fucking money. Like it's, it's here already. So, um, I saw what that did to multiple people. I saw all kinds of before and after footage as well and different testimonials. And I had already heard about it. And this is just one example, but the reason why I'm sharing it with you is because, and if you're interested in this, by the way, like if you've got like medical ailments that, you know, you haven't been able to get an answer for, especially if it has anything to do with like, you know, fucked up teeth or any kind of like immune thing or whatever, dude, if you want their information, um, contact me. Uh, the link to do that will be in this description, but just contact me and I'll, and I'll send you all the information. I'm just not saying it because, um, I don't know if I, if they, if they want me to put that out there right now, but, and I'm just recording this after leaving, you know, but, but just even being in that situation, like those were strangers when I showed up to this group gathering and, uh, you know, we all like sat around, had some food. Uh, there was a medical professional there. They were talking to us about medicine and, you know, like teaching us stuff and answering questions, like, you know, taking time out of their night to educate the community, um, you know, which is amazing because he wasn't, this, this medical professional was not paid. You know, he just did that for the community. So that was really cool. And, uh, you know, getting together is really powerful. And there was one of the people that I spoke to that, you know, I just got a bunch of resources for that's actually not only going to help me, but help a lot of people in my life struggling with the very ailments they themselves found out how to heal because they had it. Um, I kept having this nagging urge to approach one of them. And I didn't know why. And then I found out. And then I found out that we all actually had a lot in common. A lot like even like our backstories and like how we got to where we are now it was unbelievably i mean those kinds of things that's just magical to me and that's the magic of you know gathering in real life like i understand everybody's plugged into the machine plugged into social media but that really like that should not that's okay along with but not instead of so i'll repeat that along with sure but not instead of, and that has become a huge uh, perpetrator of this connection crisis, in my opinion, is that we are all just so used to only having, you know, the bulk of our interactions being behind the screen, being digital, that like a lot of times people are more standoffish with each other um, in person. They might not walk up and approach someone they don't know and just strike up a conversation. Um, hang on one second. You know, they might not do that because people have this like weird guard up or like a fear of others or they might judge others or they might be like, oh, they might judge me or, you know, whatever. Um, I, I have the same stuff in me, but I just like, I was like, I just had this thing in my head be like, no, say something, do it. And I just did. It's like, I didn't just drive all the way out here to not, you know, connect with people. That's why I came out here. So yeah. Um, you know, on the surface, we all wear armor. On the surface, we all wear a guard. On the surface, we all mirror weird shit back to each other that might not even have anything to do with us, but it might be what you perceive in us and you make an opinion. That's not even fucking accurate. But when you get together and when you take a chance, when you open up a little, when you start a conversation, you know, and just, just do that. I mean, we all used to live like that. Um, and we, we, we aren't anymore, but we're all, you know, slowly starting to realize like, yeah, we need community because no change can happen without community. We need each other. We need in real life interactions. We need co cooperation and collaboration to 
build a better life, not just for us, but for the future, because the lives of the future generations literally depend on what we do or do not do right now. And this is this is a message to fucking everyone. What you choose to do or not do does not just affect you. Nobody lives in a fucking void here. You might feel like you do, but you don't. What you do or do not do is going to set the tone for the next people to come and also for everyone else continuing to fucking live here. Like, ultimately, this misery that so many people are living in or servitude or slavery, wage slavery, whatever, it's a fucking choice. We're all still choosing to participate in this shit. And it's like people don't want to jump ship from it because they don't know what else they'll do. That's great. That's a great starting point. Let's get together and figure out, okay, what else can we all do? What else can we all do? The workforce, the working class, that we compose the majority of the fucking planet. Not the people that reap the, the benefits. It's, it's fucking literally us. And we just don't know that because everything is designed to give us that illusion that we are so separate. And it was reinforced with all that distancing and quarantining and virtual this, virtual that, mask on your fucking face, all that shit. So, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else I want to even add. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was just amazing that the medicine is in the shadow like this. The, the mask compliance and a, an unbelievable heartbreaking fall manifested in the physical realm of humanity it had already happened before it happened. It happened in the mind. It happened in the philosophies and the prejudices and in the beliefs and the values that people carried. It was already fucking there. That's why it worked. So by contrast, what do we need to enact a different change? Because we can vote for anybody we want, which I think is a fucking scam, but you can vote for anyone you want. You can come up with any kind of savior, any kind of new political ideology, any kind of new financial system, whatever. Dude, if people's minds and hearts and spirits do not change and grow and evolve and heal, none of these new systems are going to fucking work. I don't care how good they look or sound on paper. If people are operating from a corrupted oppressed, fear-based frequency, then that is going to bleed into even the best fucking ideologies and philosophies, and it will go corrupt. Like, think of the example of, say, communism or socialism. Like, let's just think of that example. Like, let's, let's simplify the fuck out of communism. Like, let's, you know, okay, cool. Yeah, everybody, like, shares and everybody takes care of each other. Socialism, everybody, da 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 Okay, cool. Well, why doesn't that work? Because, uh, look at the examples on the planet when it's happened. I mean, it has been, you know, people have suffered just en masse on unbelievable scales while the state controlled all the resources. Why did that happen? Well, the power was never in the people's hands because they were still consenting to a system while they were operating from a frequency and mentality of disempowerment, of we need a savior, of we need some higher authority to make decisions for us because we can't do it or what the fuck ever. It's a lack of faith in each other and in ourselves, honestly. Um, and we, so we, what, we just put our faith in a fucking politician. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, but we, we, we keep doing that and we wonder why it gets corrupted. Well, yeah, that system sounds great on paper, but if everybody is operating in a disempowered frequency, what happens? All the power left the people and got concentrated in the state that then had control over all of the fucking resources. And who's the state? The state is still people, too. They share the same energetic cosmic soup that we call reality as us. We're always all emitting frequencies and communicating with each other and affecting each other. Even when we don't talk or look at each other, we are. They're still in that. So, I mean, what? where the fuck do you think their heads are going to be at if we're in this place of disempowerment and, you know, lost and confused and distracted and scattered? And just, you know, perfect targets to be taken advantage of? Like, what's the polarity of that if we want to go by natural law or the law of polarity? That if there is a thing, there is also an equal and opposite thing that's connected to it, the axis. Okay, well, if we're operating from a frequency of disempowerment and lack of faith in each other, 
well, the people that have the power are going to be operating from a frequency of corrupt, misused, abused, power drive, power hungry, you know, that type of fucking place. And you're going to see people do a lot of really evil, inhumane shit. And if we can't recognize the humanity in ourselves and in each other and have reverence for that and operate from that place, then we can continue to expect the people that have this planet in a stronghold to operate from the equal and opposite frequency, which is a frequency of inhumanity, a frequency of no reverence, of no fucking regard or care for human life, of total what we call as what we refer to as evil if if we do not stop do, you know i mean if, if we stay in this frequency of disempowerment like where are we giving our power to it doesn't just disappear it goes somewhere right we're giving it to a pretty vile source so Hopefully that made sense. It may or may not have. I am recording this as I'm driving on the freeway into my phone on a voice memo. So I don't even know what the sound is going to sound like, but that I think that's the medicine that's in the shadow, honestly. And if it wouldn't have been for the shadow being so fucking unbelievably suffocating and overbearing... I know I personally would not be coming to the conclusion of, oh shit, this is a lie. Oh shit. Yeah, we need each other. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, the healing of the, the, the revolution is happening in the mind and the spirit. That's why propaganda is the greatest weapon of war and also interfering with like your biological frequencies and your health and all that shit. Like it all starts within us. <clears throat> so we can't expect anything outside of us or any new political system to save us if we ourselves have not also changed because we're just gonna fucking all corrupt it and run it into the fucking ground. Like, all of that external shit is nothing but a reflection of our internal condition. So if we want a system, whatever that system needs to look like, I, I'm not even throwing one out there. I, like, I'm not. I'm just saying whatever the fuck we want, if we want it to not be corrupt, then we need to look at the corruption within our own fucking hearts. Where are we enslaving ourselves where are we restricting ourselves where are we not allowing ourselves to blossom and grow into our highest expression where are we choosing fear and making fear and nightmares and repetitive looping of traumatic you know experiences our comfort zone for the simple fact that it is familiar that's the only reason why a comfort zone is a fucking comfort zone is because it's familiar Comfort zones are usually not comfortable at all, actually. Um, or if they are, it's very short-lived. But that's how you get vice and habit and addiction, is you just stay in what's familiar. And the only way that you get free is the fear of the unknown is superseded by the fear of staying where you're at, basically. So, I mean, that's how I got off of heroin. Um, that's how I've made every change in my life. That's been one of those changes that everybody said there's no way that she'd make. So for whatever the fuck that's worth to you. Um, yeah. I think that we all have microcosm examples in our daily lives of how to make this revolution happen within ourselves, within our households, within our immediate circles. And if you don't have an immediate circle, perfect. Fucking, you could just start making one. That's where your work starts. That's where my work started. I had to start putting myself out there and being around people and not just having blinders on and being obsessed with, oh, I just got to make this, that, and the third happen in my life. And when that happens, then I'll be happy. No, wrong. That's not where happiness comes from. And I'm not saying don't do those things. I'm just saying, like, don't expect that to fucking, you know, fill you up because it doesn't. So, all right. Um, this is, I'm going to leave it off here. I have been talking a lot and I hope that this was helpful I will continue to uh, talk more about this, whether that comes in a podcast form or a written article form on my Substack, Memento Mori Alchemy. Uh, it might come in the form of my song lyrics. Uh, tap in with the music if you haven't. Um, and it might come if you see me in real life, in a conversation with me, motherfucker. Like, like I fucking meet people all the time. 
that originally our first introduction was like in a group chat on Telegram or fucking maybe they saw a YouTube video or I saw one of theirs or we were in the same Discord server or we met through, via Instagram, you know, whatever. But it's like, you know, you if you're going to use those things, I use those things too, dude. I do. I do. I'm on fucking all of the platforms. Um, use them as, as springboards to make shit pop off in real life and find where the communities are because there are the communities are out there dude they are find where they are and go to them they might be in your town or you might have to do what i just did and drive two hours it was so fucking worth it because you know what i get to do i get to go home and talk to the people that i live with and give them all the information that i just got which is going to be a lot more than what i just put in this podcast but um and then they get to come with me the next time I go. You know what I mean? They were going to, but they, you know, other obligations sometimes pop up. But um, there are a lot of opportunities to, to gather and to do stuff like this. And if there aren't near you, then guess what? You get to be the one to create it. Because this group that I just got done meeting with, that's just been cracking off for a hot minute, for years. And it started with one guy. One guy started that. Now there's a ton of people that are there like every month and like they even meet in like smaller groups like weekly because they're doing life together. They have agorist like societies, like they barter, they trade, they share resources, like they fucking take care of each other. Uh, they look out for each other. You know what I mean? Like they just, they're doing life together on, on, on the terms that they see fit for themselves and for their families and for their children. And that's a very, very beautiful thing. And we are taught to fear that in society. Anything that's different from what Daddy Gov says or what, you know, a repeat after me indoctrination center, a.k.a. school says or whatever. Um, you're taught to fear anything that isn't shoved in your face. But I can tell you from experience, it is much better outside of the conveyor belt. And I will leave you with that.